guys, grab your Bibles and open them to the book of Esther. Uh, it's right before Job. So you have Esther, Job, the Psalms. But you find Esther. Now, um, you follow as I read a portion of God's word that perhaps you haven't paid much attention to, but it's, it's a thrilling book. But I'm going to begin reading at verse 20, and I'll read through verse 28, and you follow as I read. And Mordecai recorded these things and sent letters to all the Jews who were in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, both near and far, obliging them to keep the 14th day of the month Adar and also the 15th day of the same year by year as the days on which the Jews got relief from their enemies. And as the month that had been turned for them from sorrow into gladness and from mourning into a holiday, that they should make them days of feasting and gladness, days for sending gifts of food to one another and gifts to the poor. So the Jews accepted what they had started to do and what Mordecai had written to them. For Haman the Agagite, the son of Hamadatha, the enemy of all the Jews, had plotted against the Jews to destroy them and had cast pur, that is, cast lots, to crush and destroy them. But when it came before the king, he gave orders to, in writing, that his evil plan that he had devised against the Jews should return on his own head and that he and his son should be hanged on the gallows. Therefore, they call these days Purim, after the term poor. Therefore, because of all that was written in this letter and of what they had faced in this matter and of what had happened to them, the Jews firmly obligated themselves and their offspring and all who joined them that without fail they would keep these two days according to what was written and at the time appointed every year. That these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation in every clan, province, and city and that these days of Purim should never fall into disuse among the Jews, nor should the commemoration of these days cease among their descendants. The grass withers and the flower fades, <clears throat> but the word of our God, this word endures forever. Guys, this celebration that I just read you about called Purim um, is observed and celebrated even to this day in Israel. And I know that to be a fact because I've been at one of those festivals of Purim. But I'm not the only one. There's about 45 other uh, Grace Evanners who, um, who also have been to a festival of Purim. It was back about two years ago in the early spring of 2019, I think it was in March, where um, we conducted um, a trip to the Holy Land for about 90 people of this church. And because of the size of the group, we had to, we had to split up into two groups of 45, um, having two separate trips, two separate 10-day trips. But the first group that went, um, we had traveled north in Israel and then according to our schedule, completely unknown to me. It wasn't by my design. It was what one would call perhaps fortuitous. <clears throat> we happened to be in Jerusalem on the days of Purim. Um, it is a 
annually celebrated festival in Israel and on their calendar, and it is uniquely Jewish. Um, it has been compared to our Halloween <clears throat> because the, the children dress up in costumes and uh, there's noisemakers and there's um, it, people exchange small gifts. <clears throat> and pardon me, <clears throat> the devil figure that is so prominent in our Halloween, the devil figure is this man that I read you about, Haman who sought to destroy all Jews everywhere throughout the entire Persian Empire. Um, it didn't work out like that. The story about that plot is contained in the book of Esther. Uh, it's, um, it's well worth reading if you've never read the, it's a fascinating story. And um, you can read it this afternoon. You're certainly not going anywhere this afternoon. Um, so, uh, but, but that's the story. And Haman is the villain. So while we were in Jerusalem, we had, I think, four nights, three nights or so in Jerusalem. And the people, although they'd already paid for their meals at the hotels, wanted to go out and experience the city of Jerusalem, which they did and, and found that in, those, in that Purim festival, that there were people who in, in most of the restaurants would stand up unannounced and read the entire book of Esther uh, to all the, uh, the customers. And nobody was eating, nobody was ordering, nobody was asking for the ketchup uh, because everybody listened to the story of Esther. And every time the name of Haman was mentioned, the, the audience would hiss and boo. And every time that the name of Mordecai was mentioned, everyone would cheer. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, uh, anyway, um, gang, that name, Purim, for that festival, means lots, L-O-T-S. It's a, it's a Persian word. And uh, the, the festival is named Purim because the Lord controlled the lots. You see, um, in chapter three of this story, Haman had rolled the lots, you know, like dice. Like we say, um, dice and die. Well, pur is the singular, purim is the plural. But Haman had rolled the dice to try and discover what was the best time to, to launch his evil and wicked plot. He was seeking guidance from the gods. Um, he wanted to know when was the best time to try and destroy Israel. But God intervened. And instead of Haman destroying Israel, Israel ended up destroying Haman and all of his sons were hanged on the very gallows that he himself, Haman, had built. Because you see, it is the Lord God who rules over all the, 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 uh, the events of history for the good of his people, for the deliverance of his people. And though Israel 
living in exile, was surrounded by her enemies, the Lord directed the lots so that they would come up for Israel, not against Israel. So these two days, which were supposed to be the two days that Haman had determined to launch his plot, those two days that were intended to be the destruction of Israel became a victory celebration. Israel's mourning was turned into dancing. Her fasting was turned into feasting. It was a day when a death sentence that was a part of this plan hatched by Haman, that the death sentence for Israel had been overturned and God had taken this entire situation and turned it upside down. Death had come and gone and Israel still was alive and it was her enemies that were destroyed. It is a reversal of historic proportion. This, this event that was supposed to lead to Israel's defeat ultimately led to Israel's deliverance because it was God who was in control of all events, not Israel's enemies. Guys, what I'm suggesting to you this morning is that this sacrament that we're about to enjoy is the Christian's Purim. Jews, you see, celebrated that God had delivered her or delivered them from the evil plot of Haman. Um, and he even used the wicked hands of Haman in the accomplishment of his redemptive ends. That which was supposed to be a disaster was anything but a disaster. But we Christians, we celebrate a death that has been overturned too. What death? Well, the one that is commemorated in this sacrament. The broken body and shed blood of Jesus. In fact, it is this death symbolized in these, in these elements that is the very thing in which we rest as the accomplishment of our own deliverance from our enemies. Those who put him to death thought that they had brought an end to all of this business about a savior when in fact, 
what they had accomplished is the deliverance of God's people once again. What looked like defeat because this Jesus was going to be put to death became cosmic victory for those people for whom Jesus Christ has shed his blood and his body was broken. The God of the lots has acted on behalf of his people once again. Satan tried, but he failed because he is no match for the one whose death we celebrate in this sacrament. Satan sought to destroy, thinking that killing the Savior would put an end to it, when what it did was accomplish redemption for people like us. Let the celebration begin. Let's pray. Our Father, would you remind us of all that has been accomplished in this, in the death and sufferings of our Savior? Would you remind us that the simple gospel is on display in this sacrament and that we can, we can enjoy it, re being refreshed by it, all over again because this celebration is one that is to be observed and never forgotten. So Lord, meet us here for Jesus' sake. We pray in his name. Amen.